1: What up, Glenn? Hey, brother. How are you, man? Let's get some coffee, man. Let's go. I know. Let's pu- pull let's up into some, the uh, pulled up into the lot this morning. I saw our engineer Brian's car, so I knew we were in good shape. Came on, man. Yeah, he's. I don't think he. I think he's got a cot in the back here at the coffee shop. I don't think he ever goes home. Yeah, a little
2: behind the counter. We usually record every couple of weeks. Yeah, we do like five episodes right. at a time, and uh, it's six a.m. Call time is 6 a.m. Yeah. on Saturday mornings. Good so, morning. So, there's another definition of you know coffee, 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 right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good stuff. You know, coming off a couple of great episodes, we had, uh, you know, All our episodes are great. I mean, and what well, I didn't mean that to sound I wrong spit way. Spit my coffee out. Uh, are they? Well, for, according to my notes, they are. Because as we're doing it, I always take notes. I mean, it's a learning experience for me, and. If you just listen to like what Dr. John or Karen or Claudia or you know any of our guests that we've had on, you know there's just pearls of wisdom that they that they lay out there that has just helped me immensely over the years. So, so I don't know who, who's helped from sober Dot Coffee, but I am. So let me let me be
2: fully transparent with you. Yeah. So I love doing these coffees, but you know I'm learning a lesson. Hmm. Um, so there are times I go back and uh, re-listen to mm-hmm. them. And what I have found is that, um, like like you say some things that I never hear in real
1: time. Right, right. Likewise.
2: And I must be like trying to think of what I'm going to say next or I might be looking at my notes or I might be, you know, drinking my coffee. you know. Right. But it's just amazing how much I miss. So I've started to put that into, like, my life, mm. right? Like my family discussions right how much business. do we miss there? yeah how, how much am i missing right right because first of all you're a funny dude and and there's so much that that well, i miss crack and, my and, wife and, up and, and so much meat you know that i'm sitting there saying maybe i just need in life i need to slow down a little bit mm-hmm. and just uh, pay attention more or or just walk around record people and then just re-listen to them that takes a lot of time. I think you're better off just li- so just listening. So, to the so first here's time? a funny thing. I have a concert coming up. I'm going to see The Cure. Right? Oh, nice. And um, so you know, now I got the i you know with these iPhones, right? In the moment, I think this is so special. I need to record it, mm-hmm. right? And you know, last summer I saw Blue October, and oh, I have great. I have Damn. so many pictures and so many recordings from that show, mm-hmm. right? Do you know how many times I've gone back and listened to those recordings? Like, no. Zero. Nice. But they ruined the moment. So when I go to the cure, I am not going to you're pull- going to hold the camera up. I'm you're not going to pull my phone out at you're all. You're just
1: going to enjoy the experience.
2: I am going to live in the moment and suck it all in. And I mean, I just, I don't know why I did that, man. I, I literally took like 50 pictures and 50 videos and not, not listened to a single
1: one of them. Well, let's let's not in the moment let's unpack that weight and unpack that for the next half hour here okay okay living in the moment well are we changing gears yeah we are all right because because i love that topic i mean just living in the moment you know again coming off of dr john's and if you haven't gone go back and listen to him but here's a guy who had 15 years of sobriety and, and he went off the rails in a very methodical, educated, intellectual approach. Yeah, he went doesn't refer. Rails.
2: He, he doesn't refer to it as that. He says, "Oh, I did a little a uh, research, research sabbatical, sabbatical right? Like, exactly. Yeah, it's called a
1: relapse." Yeah, my wife would call that a divorce. Um, <laughs> you know, the thing the thing is is that I'm learning so many lessons, but that doesn't mean that I that that I'm smarter than I was. If that makes any sense at all, I'm not. I, I feel like I've got a lot more to learn. And, and so, so much of Mike in 2023 here is about the learning opportunity. And so, less about Mike is about the teaching opportunity.
2: So, if, if you don't live the lessons, if you don't live the learnings, it's merely data. It's merely information.
1: Right. right. But, but, the th- but the thing is, like, I don't know when I'm going to live your advice to me right you give me a lot of suggestions in my life you know how you doing mike and i'll tell you three or four things that are going on in my life Then you say hey have you you thought about doing this you want to join us here you want to do this and you know i don't take it and run with all five suggestions I, i can't take this compilation of everything that everyone is throwing at my brain and then roll those out on a daily basis but they come to me when i need them they come to me when I need them.
2: Yeah. So I just wrote down the word library because I, I totally agree. When I mean, I've been to quite a number of meetings the last 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. And um, I do listen mm-hmm. mostly, um, you know, and and like there's a guy um, called Big Bill, you know, he, he rolled off years ago. He rolled off all situations he was going with his stepson. And and I listened to them, right? I listened to the stories, I listened to the solutions, you know, the challenges and solutions, and and hey, I didn't have a stepson, right? Didn't relate to my life at all, mm-hmm. right? But I heard the stories, I empathized with right them, I, I engaged, right? I was living in the moment, and and then I became a stepfather, mm-hmm. right? A stepdad, and and now all of a sudden. I'm having the exact situations with my stepson that he went through eight years or 10 years earlier. Right. 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 So now it's amazing the library Mm -hmm. of tools Mm -hmm. that I have or references I can go back to. And I I can remember, hey, Big Bill went through that and here's what he did. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like, okay, Glenn's going through that. Here's what I'm going to do. Right. Right. So it's a library of resources. You know, not only is our website full of resources, mm-hmm. thank you for that, but, I mean, just going through meetings, you know, you get a library of resources that are just
1: But I guess very important. And here's my point. There, there's a lot of them aren't written. You've just got them in your head. My daughter and I always, Rachel and I always joke, and she'll say she's, she's raising a 10-year-old and an 8-year-old now, right? Which I did four times. I raised a 10-year-old and an 8-year-old. And she says... Uh, and and I'll I'll holler from up. She'll be she'll be saying something to one of the kids, giving them a learn, life learning lesson, and then she gets stumped. And I'll say, "Page nine hundred and thirty-two, honey. It's in the manual. You <laughs> yeah. know, page twelve hundred and sixteen. Right. You know, we joke that there's some there written no manual, manual to right. parenting, but there's no written manual to being to in sober either. And so I'm a little. I've had too much caffeine this morning. But let me jump to a, the work the program right mm-hmm. because. It always It's going to come up again. I think we say it just about every, you know, it's working the program, it's doing this. And you said it a couple of weeks ago, you know, what does that really mean to work the program? And and I remember I shared at that time that when I was early on in the program and you'd go to a meeting and everyone's just like, yep, I worked the program things are great. work the program, things are great. Yeah, we had a challenge. I worked the program, things worked out, you know. And, and but no one would give me the detail on what the work in the program was right and so but if you listen to people's stories you, you get those page 932 pieces of information if you just oh, listen it's amazing. yes it's just, and I engage mean, it's, with people
2: you know it's life-changing but you know going back to living in the moment um, I mean I I joke about it. I mean it was there's a real story but I think it's it's ridiculous you know, I remember being in the going to two years worth the meetings and I was in this meeting and I heard the promises. And I turned to the guy next to me and I'm like, I'm like, man, Damn. Right. I'm like, Damn, they're great. When they start reading those. The right. guy looks at me and goes, Glenn, well, they read them at the yeah. every at the end of every meeting that you've been at for two years. And and I wasn't living in the moment. Right. I wasn't focused. I wasn't paying attention. You know, normally, you know, early on my meetings were this. <clears throat> I was trying to paint the prettiest picture of myself, right? Mm-hmm. So when you come in the meeting, and say hi to everybody, right? I was trying to, to portray how great Glenn was doing, even though Glenn wasn't doing great. Mm-hmm. So, so that, that was part one of the meetings. And then i sit there and i listen to the readings, whatever. And, and the whole time, I'd be assessing who was in the room, who I wanted to impress. And I was trying to figure out early on what I was going to say that would be impressive, Mm-hmm. Right, that would prove that I was doing great to everybody. And it was funny, there's a guy in the room, Tap Tap Don. I, I call him Tap Tap Don because he, um, you know, taps his knee. Mm-hmm. Like, so my perception was every time he taps his knee, like, I'm saying something profound or somebody's saying something profound. Mm-hmm. So my goal was to come up with something very profound when I was speaking. That tap Tap Don with Tap Tap, tap, on. tap Don. Would, would tap Tap Don with Tap Tap. Mm so the whole time, I'm not listening or absorbing or putting anything in my in my mental library. Right. right. All I'm trying to do is is impress in the moment. And it would come time for me to speak, and, and I would speak, and, and I get a tap tap. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like, oh, that's good, that's good. And then, you know, I, I and then I mentally checked out. You mm-hmm. know, I was thinking about what I was going to do the rest of the day. I was thinking about because you earned I was, your tap. Yeah. I, right. You know, and and then I leave. Um, I mean, that was years of meetings doing mm-hmm. that, you know, going back 15 years ago. But, but it's funny because I actually connected with him since. And I said, yeah, I told him, I said, hey, I call you tap, tap, ton. Ta, he goes, why is that? I said, well, every time, you know, you hear something profound, you like tap, tap, mm-hmm. you know, your, your leg or your knee. Or, and he goes, he says, looks at me very sincerely. He says, Glenn, you're right. I do that. I know I do that. He said, but I wanted to give you something. He goes. I not only do it when I hear something profound. I do it when I hear bullshit. Wow! And I was like, "Crap, that's probably most of the (laughs) way." That that was me. (laughs) Yeah, right. I'm in the room. He busted
1: me, man. It was so funny how this shit works. You know, living in the moment. What what just painted a picture painted for me was because I, I think you're right. For years, I I was the guy on stage. I was. I would I would walk into the room and I would it would be all about me, right? Instead of listening to other people, making it all about them. Mm-hmm. And and you're right. Somewhere along this recovery road, it's become less about me and my story and more about listening to other people's stories. And sometimes it's not a learning opportunity. Sometimes it's just a relation build moment that will lead to a learning moment, right? It's just a relationship building moment and I think you, I think I missed out on a lot of those opportunities over the years and I try not to now. I fail, you know. I'll if if somebody wants to hear my story, I'll tell them my story for whatever value it has in it. But most people want to be heard, right? Most people want to be heard they love connection yeah. yeah
2: and and so living the moment in fact i apologize i wasn't really living in the moment with as, as as you were speaking i i thought there was a song by a group called Lifehouse called living in the moment but, there could be yeah. yeah but i couldn't find it mm-hmm. readily available but you know i you know i'm i'm learning lessons through life i mean i'm almost 60 and, and yet I'm probably learning more now than I learned in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, for years in business, you know, I was, I I love the word multitasking, Mm -hmm. you know, and I always took pride. Hey, I can do seven things at once. I can do 10 things at once. I'm a multitasker, you know, I'm blah, 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 blah. And and I'm learning now with, with data that multitasking is not good. Um. You do not, or, or let me put it this way: you do not get your best work product, best connection and relationships, mm-hmm. best whatever, if you're multitasking. Your your brain can do one function at a time, mm. and if you're trying to spread
1: it out, you're not doing as good on that one task. So you can only be a hundred You can only be a hundred percent. You can't be more than a hundred percent. So if I'm ninety percent, if I'm ninety percent paying attention to you and ten percent thinking about what I'm going to say, then I'm not giving you my all. Or if I'm ten percent listening to you and ninety yeah. percent listening <laughs> yeah, right. to what I'm going to say, right, right,
2: right. And and I mean, hey, I get it's a podcast. You know, you you don't want dead air of reflection or whatever. I get it, but um, no, I, I think that's something to be very aware about. And and I'm starting to. You know, I mean, a lot of my conversations. You know, I mean, in business, I got a lot going on, right? And and sometimes I'm in an hour meeting, and I know it's going to be an hour meeting, but I got six details, different details that I got to attend to in that hour because mm-hmm. I, I need to be two places at once, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, so I'm I'm always looking at my phone, mm-hmm. you know, and and if something comes up. You know, I mean, I'm, I I might need, like, one text because I got to transact, you know, some some financial stuff mm-hmm. during that hour meeting. I'm distracted for the entire hour. Mm-hmm. Now, I think I'm effective or whatever, but I'm not as effective if I just put my phone down. But, I mean, I have a phone issue. I mean, it, it hits my dopamine, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they're built that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, social media oh, yeah, it's- is built... To bring you back, yeah, yeah, it's um,
1: as it relates to sobriety. I was gonna say, I have no idea what this has to do with well, sobriety. I'll, but, I'll tell you, it has everything to do, yeah. do, do with I sobriety. Yeah, it has everything to with sobriety because if we're not full focused on sobriety, right, it, it, and the extent that we dilute our focus off of the sobriety, I don't care how much knowledge, I don't care how many bullet points I get or kernels of knowledge or pearls of wisdom. Or conversations, or relationship builders—all the stuff we just talked about—if I'm not full focused on my sobriety right now, intensely during throughout the course of my day, I get none of these moments of life of which you speak. I don't get, I don't, get, I don't get the moments of joy. It's not going to happen to me if I'm not full focused. And so, living in the moment living in the moment i need to pay attention to my wife when she's on when we're on the deck but i also know that when i'm on the deck talking to my wife and she's talking to me and i get a irrational thought about having a nice drink at that moment i've got to i've got to deal with that thought first and she might be right in the middle of telling me she's got a you know an ingrown toenail or a tumor or a situation at work i have no idea i've got to focus on sobriety it's got to be my first and foremost Living in the moment. I've got to be on guard. So one of the things that helps me
2: live in the moment is page 86 of the big book. Mm -hmm. Right? Upon awakening. Mm -hmm. Prepare for your day. Right. Um, And then my morning meditation. Right? So my morning meditation, I get up early just like you do, um, you know, whatever time, four or five.
1: And that sets the tone.
2: Yeah, if I wake up at five, I slept in, um, and and I spend thirty to forty five minutes mostly um, in meditation. Mm-hmm. That's prayer. That's music. That's readings. That's listening, and and that's getting me. That's YouTube. That's getting me in the mental preparedness, mm-hmm. right getting outside of Glen for the day looking at you know what I'm gonna do um, you know gratitude um, I mean that that that's where I get my, my my spiritual food my motivation my drive getting a serving mentality all happens
1: you know how many times during the day do you tap back into that experience, that that particular day's morning experience so so you're done with your morning meditation. Now you're in a business meeting, and and you're going in between from one meeting into another meeting. You know, how many times do you tap back into that? That time do you go? Ah, that's my base.
2: So, <clears throat> all right, that's a great question. So my my days typically, you know, from a business standpoint, start at seven and probably go to seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way my days are set up, it is. One thing after another. After I mean, mm-hmm. it, it sure is, you're going back to back. Once to back. it's in gears, right. in fifth gear, right? But it's interesting because what I relate to is, um, what I tap into throughout the day. I, I don't have a lot of time to sit back and reflect, and sure, because I'm in gear. You're going back to back. But but here's here's what I tap into. One is gratitude, mm-hmm. right? Because when I'm going through shit in the middle of the day, because sometimes that happens, mm-hmm. um, you know the WTF moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I I brought back to gratitude because I know, hey, this is just, you know, part of the process, mm-hmm. right? Everybody goes through shit. Not everything is perfect, right? And, and these are mantras that that I understand in my morning. Meditation. I remind myself of the first wheel. There's not a day that goes by. I don't re- remind myself of the first wheel. Sometimes I'm on top. Sometimes I'm down, smelling the fumes, looking at the trash. Mm-hmm. It's going to change, mm-hmm. and I'm amazed at how fast it changes. You know right. how that first wheel, you know, spins. Secondly, is is I tap into, you know, my superpowers through the day, and I have two superpowers. One is my sobriety, mm-hmm. and the second is my spirituality. Mm-hmm. There are times that I pray through the day. There's, there's never, there's never a day anymore that I'll pray through the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes it's, hey man, thanks for giving me the talent to to get through that situation. Sometimes it's, hey man, I got a big meeting. You know, come with me, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, sometimes it's, hey, just say, hey, thanks. Sometimes, hey man, this is a this is a cool place where I live. You know, mm-hmm. this is a cool life. Mm-hmm. You know, so so it's going it's going back to to that gratitude. Um But there there's some things that, that help me stay in the moment, that help me stay grounded, and then I do page eighty six, you know, mm-hmm. upon retiring at night. Mm-hmm. You know, at night, reflect on your day. Mm-hmm. And what I learned through page eighty six of the big book is that it if i'm going to live the program, right? Mm-hmm. when you say work the program. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to work the program. I'm going to do page 86. I'm going to do what it tells me to do. And at night I'm going to tell on myself. Mm-hmm. Hey, I shouldn't have said that. I should have treated that person differently. I need to make amends for that. You know, I need to say I'm sorry, right? Mm-hmm. What I what I've learned over time is that if i'm going to do that and i commit to myself, i i am and i do then I changed my behavior. What, what I've learned over time is now I've, I've changed my behavior, and I don't act as badly as I
1: did because, because you're, I'm going to tell because myself anyhow. The, that's right. You know what's coming.
2: Right. I right. mean, I know what's coming, and it's easier for me to not to say that slanted line to my wife mm-hmm. because I'm just going to apologize for it later, right? Right. And and so it just it helps me change the way I live.
1: You know, the other thing that's helped me change the way I live is Work in the program, the fourth step, right? So there's these actually doing the fourth step of a 12 step recovery, you know, is taking the moral and uh, searching a fearless moral inventory of oneself, right? And that inventory I find myself doing during the day, Glenn. When I have a resentment coming up, I, I feel something I get, I'm afraid of something, or I get more importantly, a resentment. Somebody does wrong to me. I begin to put that out in in a horizontal line in my head. That kind of walks me through why is that affecting me, right? So I'm doing a fourth step as it comes up. I'm beginning to lay that out, and then I do a fifth step when I touch touch base with my sponsor, and he actually does the fifth step for me because the first thing my sponsor asks me when I pick up the phone with him, any new resentments? Because resentment is the number one cause or the number one danger for an alcoholic, right? And and a big cause for relapse, right? So do I have any new resentments? That in, that page 86 inventory, taking it at night, mm-hmm. stopping and saying, do I have anything new? So, so that something doesn't fester and build up into a relapse. You just pull the weed out when its root is only an inch deep instead of waiting for it to go three inches deep and three feet wide. Yeah, so that's so I like how you put that, and that reminds me
2: of of my weight, right? Um, you know, over the years, you know, every time I slanted somebody, every I I, I didn't have a way to clean the weight off my shoulders, mm-hmm. so it just added up, added up, right. added up, and, and and then I had I used booze as a way to escape. So
1: today I do it daily, right? Bookends, yeah. Date page eighty six. Uh, upon awakening, yep. and upon retiring, retiring at night. I mean,
2: that helps me keep my and 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 then I live better through the day. I live better in the moment through the day, and and I don't add add stuff up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm very aware today of of where I'm at. I'm mm-hmm. very aware where to walk, where not to walk. I'm mm-hmm. very aware. You know, for example, we, we chatted in the parking lot this morning. You know, I I, I have a situation and mm-hmm. and building resentments, mm-hmm. and what we talk about is, I can't fix that. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't fix that person. Right. What you can do is I manage your me. expectations. Right. right. I, I can fix me, and what I realized for two days, I've been going sideways for two days, and situations just cranking me. Mm-hmm. And what it attri what I attributed to, is. Um, you know, and that's that emotional relapse, mm-hmm. right? That's that you know, emotional, then mental, mm-hmm. then physical relapse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I've been living the last two days in the emotional relapse because of my ego, mm-hmm. because of my ego, and and that fed for two days. And it's funny because when you say, "Well, work in the program," what does that mean? Mm-hmm. What it means is. Living in the solution, and what that means is staying connected with people who have the solution. So, I talked to you, we had a a guest earlier, and talks sit through him. Other people in the program, I remember what Big Big Bill says, you know. And and, and now, all of a sudden, you know, I'm gonna walk out of here with a different mentality, a different approach, a different,
1: you know, a a reset. But that's because you lived in the moment. That's because you lived in the moment. I think this was. Good to chat about living in the moment. I love, you know, what my one of my big takeaways is going back to that gratitude thing—that being thankful. You know, bitching about a job and stopping and just for a moment being grateful that I have the job that in at my core I love. So yeah, it's not always going to be a bowl of cherries, but you know, but being thankful that I have the job, being thankful that I I've got the the whatever. You know, the car, car, car's not running great I got a repair bill coming up uh, but I'm grateful I have a car you know I'm grateful I have my license I'm grateful I'm not dead I'm grateful for a lot of things
2: yeah there's something I heard this week and, and I've heard it off and on now it's amazing I mean i probably heard it for six years but I'm'm I'm, I'm, I'm hearing it mm-hmm. not just listening um, is you know sometimes or all the time you're one decision away. From a new life, a great life, mm-hmm. a different life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and, and hey, that, that one decision could be hey, I'm going to start going to AA. I'm going to surrender and I'm going to work the program of Alcoholics Anonymous the way it's supposed to be. One decision may be I'm going to get a sponsor. Mm-hmm. The way one decision may be hey, you know what? Maybe alcohol isn't working for me. Maybe I'm going to stop drinking. Maybe I'll find out about this program they talk about. Yeah. Right. You know that that could be one decision, and yeah. and it could be for any area of your life. Right. Yep. You know, but you know, you know, I'm you know I've got a guy I'm working with, and and he's he's really good, and we're really focusing on um the first five, mm-hmm. first five minutes. So what what I have found in my life today, and again, I'm always trying to sharpen my pencil, is I'm sitting in my chair, and I've got ten things to do. Right or let's say I have one task that I've got to get started on. It's that first five minutes from getting out of my chair to my desk chair to whatever I'm going to do, is where my head trash screams the loudest. Sure, absolutely. I you know, see that. It's I like hey, that you can do In that later. Yep, that's right. You don't need to do no, that. That's a big you project. You're going to need time. Yeah, you need a better uh, folder. You, you need, need a, a new notebook. Pen. Yeah, right. You, know, you, you got to start with a new mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's that first five minutes. And, and what we're working on is when you, I mean, you're only talking about five minutes. When I conquer that five minutes, and I get out of my chair and in where I'm supposed to be to do that next task, mm-hmm. once I'm in the next chair, mm-hmm. it's amazing how that head trash goes sure. away, right. right? But it's that five minutes of of transitioning
1: from comfort to hard. Man, I totally relate to that.
2: In fact, I'm just going to write that down because I it just clicked for me that that's what that's what the five minute transition right. is is from comfort. Mm-hmm. Or easy right. to hard, right? Because I think we're programmed as cavemen, men, cave women, soft, easier easy, way, easy. Yeah. Looking you know, for the soft, easier store way. Store up. Yep. Don't don't work so hard, mm-hmm. right? But you know the transition from comfort to hard. Yeah. Pick your heart.
1: Yeah. Love it, man. Hey, hey brother, come back and the do this again next week.
2: You. Yeah, absolutely. Man. All right,
1: man.
0: Always do it. All right, talk to you. All right, see you, brother. Right, bye. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.